Are you slightly intrigued by the idea of writing a book? I know I am, because ever since I started on this journey about a year ago, I'm like, man, I need to be writing this down in a book in some way, shape, or form. But guess what? My guest today actually did that. He wrote his first book based on an experience that he had that seems to be very universal. And then he wrote another book, and then he wrote another. And then, after that, he was invited to give a TEDx talk. I'm so excited for you to meet my next guest. His name is Jonathan Harris. He is an author. TEDx speaker and just an all-around amazing entrepreneur. And ironically, in the beginning, he didn't think of himself as an entrepreneur. Instead, he's like, hey, I just have a book and I want to promote it. And now he is getting more into speaking engagements, other sources of revenue. So I'm excited for you to learn from Jonathan today. And hopefully this will reignite your little fire that says, hey, you should write a book. You're listening to the Side Gig Central podcast, where we truly believe that your side gig has the power to change your life. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, and I'm a small business owner and side gig hustler just like you. I'm so excited to help you redefine what success looks like in today's gig economy. Listen in on honest conversations that I have with the experts and from hardworking side gig entrepreneurs just like you who are killing it with their side hustle. Learn the best strategies, tips, and tricks that have helped others pave their own way and craft their dream side gig. So if you're ready to get started, up your game and do the work, you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Jonathan, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good to see you. I'm doing pretty good. Thank you so much for having me. It's a beautiful day. I'm excited to be here and, you know, not only be on the show, but just kind of impart some knowledge with everybody and just uh, connect with people more. Yes. Well, Jonathan, you have an amazing story. We had uh, initially connected on Instagram and I loved that you you pitched me. I loved how your pitch was framed and oh, and how you. you were uh, you were just so so generous with the information that you had on there, and you had the chops to back it up. So to bring the uh, the listeners up to speed on what you are doing, uh, walk us through what your entrepreneurial journey has been like so far. Sure. So it has been an amazing experience. I've been an entrepreneur since 2015. Uh, essentially, I am a three-time published author, but it definitely was not planned. It started from having car troubles and from the car troubles, filled out the maintenance form incorrectly. So I ended up paying almost an extra $200 for something that I didn't even need to pay for, all because of a miscommunication between myself and the maintenance form. Uh, from there, I remember having a conversation with my dad where my dad had wanted me to, or he said, I wish that you had called me if you had questions. And at the time I was 24, I didn't think I had questions. So I didn't think to call. And it really just made me think about, you know, a lot of guys that grow up who maybe don't have a father or a brother or some type of male influence in their life. And my first thought was, well, what do they do? You know, I have access to a dad and a brother and a grandfather. But what about the guys who don't have any of those resources? Who exactly do they call? And that was really the charge for getting the book done. So my first book, Master of Ceremonies, talks so much about uh, tips for men, um, little things like how to cook, how to travel out of town by yourself, what to bring to an airport, budgeting, um, how to write a check if you've never filled out a blank check before. And then some personal things too, like how to be a better manager of your time, healthy relationships, healthy friendships, uh, you know, self-esteem and all of that. So 
from becoming an author, I just essentially got thrown into the world of business with it as well. There was no one who really sat down with me and said that when you are launching a book, you are also launching a business. So from there, you know, doing things like having to keep records to then later pay taxes on it and, um, you know, having to build my own website and maintain my website so that I can market the things I'm doing and writing contracts or reviewing contracts for uh, different opportunities I may have and everything, even down to like, as you mentioned earlier, the art of a pitch. Um, you know, if you're emailing people to try to set up some type of partnership or something, what do you say versus what not to say? I had to learn all of that on the fly. And that was a combination of reading articles, talking to other authors that I met along the way, as well as our good friend, YouTube, uh, which has <laughs> helpful videos, helpful videos on everything. So that has been, uh, the, the basis of my journey, but it has been such a blessing. I've learned so much. Well, Jonathan, I am so impressed with your story, and I love the the backstory of how you came up with the idea or the concepts for your book because there, you know, you came from a place of a a real storyteller, and I think that's where some of our best ideas happen is when you're, um, you know, an experience happens to you and you frame it in a story that everyone can relate where your specific audience can relate to <laughs> that you're uh, that you're imparting all this knowledge. I love it. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about your TEDx talk. And that TEDx talk was called How We Prosper from Publishing. I know you had mentioned about being thrown into this world of business and entrepreneurship and you're like wait a minute i just wanted to publish a book so <laughs> can we talk a little bit more about some of maybe some of the lessons that you've learned and how uh publishing has been a great platform for you oh goodness publishing has taught me so much but going to the tedx talk specifically it was something that I've wanted to do for a number of years. I've had several friends who told me, you know, based on just how I see the world and my personality, that I would be the perfect person to give a TED talk down the road. And it's funny because we used to joke about that when I was in my early 20s in school. And then an opportunity presented itself uh, a couple years ago where a friend had sent me um, pretty much the application encouraging me to apply. So I did apply. And the last two times that I applied, uh, my application actually was not accepted. So there was this huge learning curve there where anytime failure happens to me, something I always think about is what was I supposed to learn? What was I supposed to have done differently or even do better? So something that I now do when I'm not picked for things, I actually reach out to the people and I try to get feedback because if I'm planning to apply again, I need to come back better. So they actually recommended this book. There's a TED book. Um, who, where they cover, it's about 22 chapters on everything from timing a speech to what to wear to, you know, emphasizing certain points and how your visuals should look. So after I read the book, I fully understood why I was not selected the first two times I applied. So when I uh, went through the process the third time, I felt so much more comfortable. And ironically, the, the funny part about this time is that the TEDx uh, planning team reached out to me asking me to apply. So I felt very honored by the thought of uh, being rejected the first two times to now being in a position where I'm being asked to be a part of this program. So I was accepted in November of 2019. And it was truly one of the most challenging uh, things I've ever done because I've done a lot of motivational speaking and, you know, I've done things with presentations. So it's easy if you're, let's say, talking from a PowerPoint to kind of turn around and refer to some graphic. But with TED Talks and TEDx Talks, 
there's uh, at least the one that I did, there was no teleprompter. So I wasn't reading from anything. There were no cue cards. There's no clipboard. There's no podium. There's no reference point. So I had to learn four pages, single space of a speech, which is one of the most daunting tasks I've ever taken on because again, there's no reference point. So it's one of those things where, you know, if you forget something, you could easily lose your place and just throw your whole momentum off. So you know, I talked about my experience, experiences as an author, and I talked a lot about how I grew as a person from writing a book. So, for example, I talk about when you're editing a book, you have to learn how to be okay with criticism. You know, growing up, I wasn't being very honest. I wasn't a person who always enjoyed criticism. I used to really take it to heart. But in the world of business, you're going to be you know, critiqued for a lot of things, whether it's formally or informally, and you should only take it as a blessing that somebody cares enough about you to give you information so that you could be better moving forward. So, you know, when you're writing a book, you're so sensitive about it because you wrote it. So for somebody else to tell you, this is not going to be good for your book, take this entire paragraph out, that can be like a major, you know, blow to the stomach. But, you know, that that mindset of if, removing this is going to help the book be better than I'm willing to do it. So, you know, that's just one example. But, you know, outside of that, I talked about the new friends I've made. My following, even on social media, has grown so much. I've been able to connect with so many people who are interested in writing themselves. And it's a blessing because even though I wouldn't consider myself to necessarily be a therapist or anything like that, because I have uh, three books out and I talk a lot about my experiences through my books that has opened the door for other people to feel comfortable talking to me. So I've had people share about their families, their uh, experiences being an immigrant from another country and just all of these very personal things. And it was because I wrote a book that gave us that platform to be able to discuss personal things about them. So I'm so grateful for the experience of being an author. Again, it wasn't something that I grew up desiring, but it, it did help me uh, become the man that I am today. I love the fact that, well, there's a lot in there that I love, <laughs> but I really, really love your persistence and also reaching out to the organizers of the TED Talk and just saying, look, give me a little, that is, that's, that's so rare. Not a lot of people would take the time to go ahead and do that, but that just shows just your growth mindset. And I think Thank you. being an entrepreneur, yeah, absolutely. Being an entrepreneur, you need to have a growth mindset. Like you said, you need to be okay with criticism. You need to be okay with growing and feeling a little bit like, oh, what am I doing? But <laughs> obviously it paid off for you, which is, which is phenomenal. So let's talk a little bit more about, um, so business lessons learned, the business of publishing a book. Obviously, mm -hmm. you have book sales, okay? Yes. One str one stream of revenue. Can we talk about maybe some other streams of revenue that you've uncovered because of the fact that you now have uh, your books, your books plural, out into sure. the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's a really great question, and I appreciate it because I think it gives um, the listeners an opportunity to realize some of the things they can do outside of just having the book. I just did a presentation on this back in August, but. Um, since then, I actually was a brand ambassador for a company at one point where when I was doing motivational speeches at high schools, I was wearing their clothes. So that was cool. And when brand ambassador positions, some are volunteer, you know, just to kind of build your revenue for those who maybe are interested in going into modeling or things like that. Um, you can also get paid from it, too. So that's a that's a track that you can, um, you know, take advantage of as well. 
uh, outside of that, motivational speaking is a phenomenal way to gain money. Even when I look at money made over time, if I look at book sales versus uh, money made from speaking, I've actually seen more revenue through speaking engagements than I have from book sales. And book sales haven't even been terrible, but I think it's just one of those things where uh, speaking really brings it all together because you're not just talking from your book, you're talking about your overall life experience. And then your book is essentially like a supplement to kind of back up your credibility. So it's, it's been an amazing opportunity for those of you who are interested in getting into motivational speaking. I highly recommend it because, you know, beyond the money, just taking that off the table, it's a really great way to meet people. Um, I've always seen myself as a vessel and anything that I do, I'm simply using my experiences to help somebody feel more comfortable to maybe work on something that maybe they've been struggling with. Um, the last uh, area of revenue that I'm really about to start unraveling very soon is the world of book coaching, which is where when you become an author, helping other people become authors, I get a lot of inquiries, at least five a month of people who are interested in writing books and, you know, walking someone through that process. When I did mine, I wish that I had sat down with somebody who had gone through the author process because maybe some of the bumps, bumps that I took, maybe I didn't have to take. Um, so I aspire to be that for someone else. The tricky part with writing books is that I kind of sometimes compare it to the music industry, but you really can't because when you sign a record deal, you have an entire team who essentially makes you the star that the world knows you to become. There's a person for your hair, your makeup, how to speak, how to do interviews like the one we're doing now and all of that. But when I wrote my book, um, I didn't have the professional development that was necessarily provided to me. So everything that I learned was self-taught. I watched interviews on YouTube and I watched musicians who did interviews on places like our iHeartRadio and all of that and just saw that media training that they had and just kind of modeled myself after that. So I said, you know, as a book coach, I would love to not only just help you with the technical process of um, publishing your book, I would also love to help you I guess you would say develop star power. So even after the book comes out, you're comfortable with doing interviews. You're comfortable with standing on big stages. You're comfortable negotiating contracts and pitching yourself and doing those things because those are all things I had to teach myself. Um, so those would be the three main revenue sources that you can look at as an author. Jonathan, I, I salute you. I salute <laughs> you, my friend, because I am just, everything that you are saying right now, I'm just like, yup, just check it. <laughs> because the thing is, is like, you know, you have, um, I knew you had mentioned about the, you know, the book is just the beginning. And yeah. I, I love, I love the fact that you are exploring all of these different avenues and, I think at that point, you're then, uh, you know, it, it becomes bigger than the book. I feel like mm -hmm. then at that point, your impact is going to be bigger than just your book. Am I yes. right? Is that kind of how you're oh, looking at it? Oh, absolutely. I think that, again, it's a great opportunity to open doors, but the, the sole door isn't just things related to books. It, it You can really take it in whatever avenue you choose to take it. It just depends on how choose you big, uh, how choose you plan to dream. And more importantly, um, what level of commitment are you willing to give this? Yeah, that's true. It's all about the level of commitment and also yes. <laughs> the consistency. Well, I I couldn't agree with you more on all of those revenue streams. And I feel like there's probably even 
even a few more there that you'll Absolutely. that you'll discover as well. <laughs> so um, I always like to ask this question. It's the never would I ever question. And Jonathan, I'm going to ask you uh, obviously about publishing. And okay. your question is going to be when it comes to publishing my first book, never would I ever. Well, I would say for me, never would I ever name someone directly in a, in a demeaning way. Um, because when I write, like with my first book, especially being self-help, obviously you talk a lot about yourself and your experiences. And many times those experiences do involve other people. However, um, I always like to leave it ambiguous enough where you could only speculate, but I would never directly say, you know, Elena did this or anything like that, because I don't want the focus to be on bashing you because that's not the focus. The focus is telling a story so that you can realize as a reader that you're not alone in that situation. And I always want the focus to be on the story, not the person. Ooh, that's a good one. That I would have never expected that answer. That's why I love that question so much, because I always <laughs> get an answer that's so unexpected. So that's a great answer. Great answer. Well, Jonathan, I appreciate your time. I am a huge fan of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I know all the listeners are going to want to connect with you. So where can everyone find the book? Where can everybody uh, go and connect with you online? I love it. So first and foremost, just want to say thank you again for having me. This has been so fun. It's crazy how quickly time goes, but um, I am on social media and by social media, we're talking about Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat, all at Author John. That's A-U-T-H-O-R-J-O-N. Uh, all three books are for sale, which I have right here. So we have Master of Ceremonies, A Male's Guide for a Successful Life. We have my second book, Growing Gents. And we have my third book, Girls with Pearls. They are all available at my website, www.authorjohn.com. Um, there's a tab for books. And once you click on that, you'll see all three books available for sale. Perfect. Yes. And just a quick question. Are those last two books uh, kids' books? Yeah. They are. So the second and uh, third book, they are children's books. Ironically, they are essentially like boy girl twins. They have very similar concepts, but they were released on the same exact day. So they have the same anniversary date strategically done that way, just so that um, I could accomplish a goal. I've had this goal to do this for a couple of years. And one of the blessings that has come out of this pandemic is I was able to find the time and get the resources to finish them. So Yes. Oh, wow. Jonathan, well, everybody go and connect with Jonathan, go and buy his books, go and support him because I think we're just seeing the beginning from you. Oh, I, I, I just, I could feel it in my heart. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm ready for it, Jonathan. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Side Gig Central podcast. You can dive into the show notes for this episode and for all past episodes at SideGeekCentral.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you very soon. And by the way, keep up that side hustle because mm, it looks good on you.